0: watch the athlete podcast this is episode number 31 of this podcast uh and on this podcast we're just a group of college guys talking about anything that's uh interesting to us from the gym to uh sports to marvel to really anything in general uh we do not have the full cast again uh, we actually won't have the full cast of uh us three plus jacob and andres for a little while they're going on a bit of a hiatus Uh, Because they are doing some very fun things uh, outside of the pod. Um, So they will be back eventually, but uh, until then... In the meantime,
1: we we will be holding it down. Exactly. All right. right. So So today we got a lineup going on and we're going to start off this podcast by covering some recent news stories that broke inside the sports world and outside the sports world. Okay. And get a little bit of reactions, thoughts going on. Some of it will be pretty serious topics and then other will be lighthearted. Okay. All right, so the first news story of the day is did you guys hear about Patagonia?
2: Oh yeah, they sold their entire like they sold all the money they have to uh I forget what organization, Climate Change.
1: Okay, so yeah, the Patagonia uh founder, Yuvon, uh, I looked up how to pronounce his name before this and I already forgot. Let's go with Yvonne because <laughs> that's how I sell his first name. He ended up selling the entire Patagonia company. Um, which is valued at three billion dollars makes about a hundred million dollar profit per year. They sold it to a company that is credible in climate change, and now all the profits from the company, as long as it stands, will be directed directly donated directly to climate, fighting climate change. Um, the billionaire, wow. the billionaire just straight up got rid of the company. All the money he's making and is putting it all into um, all into the climate, which is really cool to see. That's awesome. um, and if you're list- somehow listening to this and you have no idea what Patagonia is, Patagonia is a pretty like well-known like outdoor wear Thank company. You. has really, really, really nice stuff. It's a little expensive stuff, but it's really nice. Um, and it's cool to see a company like that. <laughs> Peter doing a quick change on the podcast just for this occasion. Have
0: shorts from them. <laughs> <laughs> a Patagonia. Sure the shorts from the pod? Yes. So sure this is Patagonia the logo. They're nice... Very high-quality shorts. They're a little wrinkly because, obviously, I threw them in the wash. But, you know, nice 5.5-inch inseams, inch perfect size, very lightweight, comfortable. Their their gear is, like, absurdly nice. Like, yes, it's a little yeah. bit more expensive. But now that I know it's going directly into climate change, I might buy more of their stuff.
1: No, low-key, like, this is, like, not only – this is, like, a business boost and, like, good for the, like, country and good for, like, the world in general, which is, like, really cool to see. It, like, it benefits everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, I hope I hope more people can do that kind of stuff. Um, whether it's like, com- I mean, I don't expect like people who companies, own these companies like, yeah, give up. I, don't, I don't expect Google to give up their entire like structure to like the government and be like, go ahead. That yeah. actually may not be a great idea. That's but, a um, horrible idea. That's yeah, a horrible <laughs> idea. But um, <laughs> but um, I yeah, I don't expect billionaires to just do that. But um, it is cool to see like something like with as simple as like just clothing can go to yeah. like a good cause. So hopefully, yeah. That money gets directed somewhere good and there's nobody like no rats up in the, up yeah. in the place.
0: Well, that was like um, um, Mark Cuban recently. Yeah. He is like, he made some pharmaceutical company who's like mm-hmm. trying to slash prices. Oh, yes. For that's a great, that. That. that's a
1: great like yeah. correlation. I,
0: let me figure it, look it up real quick. I looked at yeah. the prices
1: and they're like low key good.
0: Well, no, like that was the entire idea is that like he will make a profit off of it. But basically he's just like unmonopolizing healthcare and mm-hmm. uh, pharmaceuticals. Because, like, all the other companies kind of, like, band together and are like, oh, yeah, we can set the market price for, like, insulin, which some people need to survive at, like, an absurd price because they can. And he's like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to undercut all of that, and I'll still end up making a profit off of it, but it's going to be way cheaper than what everybody else is doing. And he's, like,
2: he's squeezing the market, which is, like, either way, it's going to work because then the pharmaceutical companies, too.
0: They have to to be be competitive. They they would have to drop their prices
2: absolutely and
1: this comes off, this kind of like i knew especially mark cuban's company got a lot of traction when the government um mainly the conservative party decided to shoot down the insulin reduction bill which would have reduced insulin from like whatever ridiculous price it's at now to like a very affordable price for most diabetics and um so it's really cool to see um the company is called cost plus drugs and mm-hmm. um it, of course they're going to advertise it to be brilliant but even if you just look on the page on um, the retail price for prozac which is a common drug for like depression and other mental health issues um goes at 22.94 and they're advertising on their site for 3.90 like that's um,
0: an insane price track. yeah and that's
1: really like a 30 count so especially like um maybe it won't cost you 3.90 with your insurance but like what happens if you can your insurance isn't going through at the moment and you can buy 90 of them for like five dollars yeah um so that's just, like, it's a big deal for a lot of people, especially um, people who don't have insurance to cover this stuff. Um, and yeah. I don't know what, like, how many medicines they have. Um, actually, this is a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Wow. Um, but it, it's just really cool to see people doing it, doing things like this, um, especially when... Um, like these issues become very political like climate change and um pharmaceuticals and you can see kind Even of people who have good
0: be political but it is yeah. politicized now but yeah
1: yeah, when you see people see people who have money and power and can actually like do something about it exactly. um, there's issues we can't do with this country that like require like constitutional amendments but like reducing certain drug costs and giving money to the environment like that we can do stuff about that yeah if, uh, the first people at the top do something so really exactly. cool to see so that's a cool patagonia first story break um yeah. love to I see it
2: down with big pharma. and now, so and now big we're doing
1: pharma. a complete flop because all why. these people are doing good things out there and a billionaire owner robert sarver oh. phoenix sun's owner <laughs> recently got um phoenix sun's nba for people who are not aware uh he owns the phoenix suns and he just got banned for one year in the nba and fined 10 million dollars for say for just workplace misconduct, but specifically demeaning women and saying the N-word five times on record. Gruden? Yeah.
0: What? <laughs> Not Gruden. Well, <laughs> kind of in a similar vein to Gruden. Mm-hmm. Robert um, Kraft? Oh, oh, that's very I different. I can go all day. Deshaun Watson? I know. Like, I just, like, I don't know how, like, as a, well, I get, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I understand as an owner how you could be so out of touch and just, like, be doing things that, like, you don't understand are, like, wrong. But, like, with how much the NBA has been, like, pushing, like, both player forward, like, contracts and stuff like that, and, like, just being almost always on, like, I don't want to say like the cutting edge, I don't know if that's the right term, but, like, of, like, social movements, like, Read the room, my guy. <laughs> like yeah. this just is not the time to be doing any of this stuff. Oh horrible to be doing that at any time, but like especially in the NBA, where like they are always the ones, like they were like the first ones like to really come out, like when the BLM protest started, when COVID yep. started, they were the first ones on top of that. Like they are on top of any social movement. So it's like just to have him be like fast and loose with the n-word and doing these horrific things to like some of his like assistants or higher-ups that he's working with is absolutely atrocious
1: yeah and for people who may be uh triggered by some of this stuff uh you can just skip forward a little bit um but in 2004 he was caught saying the n-word um when explaining what a black person had said and someone there had told him that he couldn't say the word um even if he was speaking on what someone else had said Um, and then, so that's the first time it was reported, which like, if you get that behavior corrected, um, this isn't a big issue. But then again, 2013, um, he said he did the same exact situation. Like someone said something and then he was repeating it back, but using the word, um, and someone again reminded him, um, and this is, I I think it's from Sarver and people, other witnesses, um, someone had told Sarver, he wasn't allowed to do that in 2016, he did it again. Um, and then on two occasions from 2010 to 2017 he did this again um recounting stories so he has like a he has a repeated history of like making the same mistake in the same situations and people have reminded him that he can't do that um and he just continues to do it um and then additionally with the um with these issues i have too many tabs open right now With a workplace um, misconduct like yeah with especially with women uh he had yeah. made comments about um his pregnant employees um, oh that like achy. how their role is as mom and dads and like stuff like that and apparently they were made very uncomfortable oh, and they had let uh him know um he uh what else did he do uh he get, made comments on women's breasts he made other oh. six other demeaning comments towards women um and at least eight witnesses said Sarver used language that was crude and, quote, crossing the line in oh. uh, commenting on the bodies and attractiveness of the sun's dancers.
0: Oh, so, okay. Is this guy married?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Sarver was <laughs> also accused of grabbing a male employee at a sun's holiday party and danced pelvis to pelvis with him. Um,
0: no, that's a plot twist. <laughs>
1: yeah. And... Um, he was accused of speaking about the size of players' genitalia.
0: Oh, okay. uh, Just like, you go
1: down the list and you're just like, this guy is just a piece of crap. Um, and this is all coming from ArizonaSports.com and their story on this. If you want to go look it up for yourself, I'll try to put it in the link in the uh, description if you're interested wow. in looking at it. But simply, like, this is an awful look for the NBA.
0: It really and- is.
1: I, I know players are not, not happy about it. Chris Paul, who's the president of the Player Association, has said something. LeBron James has already tweeted about it. And it kind of puts players like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, pl- people who play for the Phoenix Suns, in a really tough position because I'm sure they don't want to condone this. But also, like at the end of the day, that's the team they play for and their contract. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping, especially for people like Devin Booker, maybe they make a stand. Maybe they say they're not playing unless uh, Starver sells the team. Or um, they just refuse to play. or they Even if they request a trade. I mean, I love Devin Booker. I never want him to leave the Suns. But... This is a reason to do it if any.
0: I mean, I let's let's be real, Justin. If Devin Booker requested a trade to the Sixers, you would want that in a heartbeat.
1: <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't do. They, there's no one we <laughs>
0: can't even finish. Oh, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> well, especially if he's leaving Robert Sarver in that organization. Um, that would be great. Suns do not have a good history of, in general, being an organization, and they've kind of turned it around in the last couple of years. But again, it just sucks to see. The guy at the top, a white, old male, billionaire, behaving behave in this type of way. And th- this is not the only time it's happened in the NBA. Donald Sterling famously got um, oh, completely yeah. axed. He was forced to sell the team, too, uh, and Steve Ballmer ended up buying it for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, that was the whole thing. He got, like, a lifetime ban. Um, so con- I don't have the quote in front of me, but um, apparently they de- deemed that this wasn't racial. Like, they- it wasn't, like, a... Um, let me see oh um the people who were doing the findings said that there was quote no finding at sarver's conduct was motivated by racial or gender based like stuff so which is which seems really weird to me uh repeatedly using the n-word being to- after being told multiple times that's that it's not okay thing. to say that yeah. that's the
0: problem yeah
1: when you like huh. repeatedly being told repeatedly doing you this, can't behavior, do
0: this thing and then keeps doing said thing. It's like you're gonna be punished. Like that's just how and, the world works. And the first the first day I mentioned was 2004, which like then, a very different time. But then, as you kept saying, it was like 2004, mm-hmm. 2013. It was like between 2010 and 2017. Like this is getting a lot closer. This is, yeah, like this. As of today,
1: it's 2022, and he started doing this stuff all the way back in 2004. Yeah, which means this has been going on for 18 years. Um, and I'm going to guarantee you that there's not some things he said in the past before 2004. And also this um, is
0: all just reported things.
1: So like, yeah, this is all report. Exactly.
0: Like, Cause like, if he's saying this stuff and it's getting reported, that means people were offended enough to go and report it to somebody. Cause mm-hmm. like it, it takes a lot of guts to stand up to an, like, an NBA owner, someone who's probably your boss, probably your boss's boss, actually. And mm-hmm. to, to be able to like, actually do that it takes a lot. So this is only what we know of.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I hope for this story's sake, um Robert Sarver like sells a yes. team, gets loses ownership of the team eventually. I hope the players like revolt and play for him. It's just it's just awful behavior and something that the world right now doesn't need, especially a sport like basketball that has like so much cultural reach um in other countries and our country yeah. alone um it has a very diverse like population of people playing the sport Mm -hmm. and um to have a guy at the top of like at one of the tops who's an owner of one of the 30 nba teams be like this racist and this bad of a person is it sucks Mm
0: -hmm. very bad
1: in other news another awful story
2: (laughs) (laughs) i knew it no
0: Raj, that lighting is looking a little purple to me. <laughs> you <might use> it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> blue. it's blue. It, it does I know, I know it's blue, yeah.
1: <laughs> So any so anyway, for people who are not aware about the Brett Favre story, um maybe if you don't follow sports, That's you're not Packers but
2: colors know.
1: <laughs> Brett,
2: Brett, Favre,
1: Brett Favre, who was the uh who is the uh Packers ex-quarterback. If you're familiar with football at all, you probably knew Brett Favre is. He He's one of the greatest quarterbacks who's probably ever played the game. Um he played for the Vikings while he was a player. He played for the Green Bay Packers. Um, now he's just kind of, like, doing his thing. Um, he was caught texting the Mississippi governor at the time looking for ways to steal welfare money from, from the welfare system and invest it in his daughter's volleyball team to build a new court. And this also comes off of, like, him saying that he didn't want to be caught. Um, yeah, if that makes any sense? So if you're looking at the story... It's-
0: I've seen the. Have you seen the text, Justin?
1: I have, and I'll give you a quote right here because I have it in front of me. Yeah. Um, Brett Favre is t- uh, texting. I think his name is his last name is New, the governor's name. Um, oh no, it was Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant. Um, I think it's guy,
0: one of the assistants. I think she was a woman. Yep, I think
1: Nancy New. Yep. Yes. Um, so B- Brett Favre texts Nancy New, and he says, "Quote: If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much?" And then after telling Favre that. The news says, we never had that information publicized. And then um, Brett Favre is texting, wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant, who's the governor. He is on board with us. We will get this done, exclamation point. So pretty much like those texts are pretty much confirming it. Brett Favre was concerned about how the media would respond to him taking $5 million of welfare money from Mississippi and putting it into a basketball court where his daughter played, a uh, volleyball court where his daughter played. And I, I'm i not going to take credit for this because I heard it on Nick Wright's show today, and I heard it on uh, Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. Mississippi is the poorest state in the United States. Yeah. And yeah, you, by like a it lot. Doesn't, doesn't make It doesn't matter what state this happened in, it does, it's not right. But yeah. Mississippi is the poorest state in the country. Mm-hmm. And we took $5 million of welfare money. And this happened a couple of years ago. Um, It's not like right now. I think it was five years ago. But it's coming but, out now. But... but Yeah, it's coming out now. But you took $5 million from the poorest state in the country to people who... like. Welfares people in the state in the poorest state in the country who are the poorest like they're like some of the most poor people in the entire country especially in mississippi and he took that money and put it into like a volleyball court where his daughter played and he wanted it under the money under his name like it made it look like it made it look like he donated the money
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and this is also coming off the back of brett Favre being paid for speeches that he didn't attend and didn't give um through like the mississippi governor through like the university or whatnot so thoughts
0: he's a scumbag
2: <laughs> yeah like honestly wealth corrupts it's just bad like it just makes also, you think it no it, it like makes you think like this is what we know about like a bunch of like wealthy people what do we not know uh a lot a bro. lot which is why it's <laughs> which is why it's like if brett Favre, who was like you know like before this everyone's like oh my god brett Favre. he was that guy <laughs> He 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 was what made, I mean, I don't think he made Rodgers, but, like, he was basically Rodgers' mentor for a little bit,
0: I guess. Well, he hated Rodgers. Well, yeah. He was the Packers before Rodgers. Yes,
2: basically. basically. Yeah. And, like, he's a, I wouldn't say he's a household name, but, like, if you're up, kept up with football, you know who he is. And it's just, like, wow. Imagine, like, I know MJ isn't, I mean, I hope he isn't doing anything like oh, this. Oh, God. I hope he isn't, but, like, it just gets, it just puts into perspective. Like, you start thinking, and you're like, wow, are any of these other, like, well-known athletes, or just anyone who's wealthy in general at this point, doing something? Because
0: my thing is, like, he's Brett Favre. Like, he still has ad endorsements, like, everywhere. Like, wouldn't he have the money just to pay for this? He should. Based on his NFL contracts, he definitely should. Yeah, or, like, instead of paying the straight $5 it's like, okay, genius, if you want the money, if you want your daughter to have a new facility... Like, all right, you should have been thinking about this way in advance and actually plan it so that way you could, like, save up the money from your ad endorsements to pay for this. Like, it's not impossible, but the fact that he just goes like, "Oh yeah, you know, I know the mayor. I'm just gonna go uh, t- shoot him a text real quick and uh, we'll move some money around." And it's like, and the fact that the fact that he knew that the media would be pissed if they found out and asked is so incriminating. It's so bad. It's bad. Like, like, just asking, like, oh, like, are they going to find out? Because he couldn't even play dumb, where he's like, oh, I don't know where the money came from. Like, the mayor just said we could get this done. He was like, oh, will people get pissed if they find out? <laughs>
2: Guess his net worth. I haven't pulled up. Take a guess at what his net worth is. Uh what, fifty million? Fifty million, yeah. A hundred million. Jeez. Wow. And wow. he he it says on the site celebrity Is that including net- the
1: five he got from uh, <laughs> the city governor?
2: Yeah, probably. His, your, his salary is twenty million. Wait, what? What what is his salary? Who's who's oh. paying him? This is according to celebrity net worth. I don't know how accurate it is, but I guess twenty million from endorsements.
0: Oh, that, that, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense because he still is doing like his copper fit mm-hmm. uh, commercials with it's like him and Jerry Rice. Um, what else is, what else is he in? He's in some other commercials. I think
2: he's, but, he, he's also endorsed by probably oh, a bunch of, like sports. Brand he's, he's
1: he's a newest member of the 33rd team. It provides football insight and analysis from former NFL players, head coaches, GMs, and executives. Oh, okay. there he's you go. he's, he's joining the company with Bill Parcells, Bill Coward and Michael Vick. Oh, so um, he has a job. So like, he does have paid. a job.
0: All
1: right, all right. Yeah, and this was in 2020. This article was written this summer in August 11. So yeah, it's a pretty new thing. Um, but it's just like when you think about like, especially now. I know hindsight's 2020. Jackson, Mississippi, right now has an awful water crisis. Their water are is serious. Are oh su- no! Super. Br- have you not heard about this? No. Uh, let me pull up a picture. The Jackson, Mississippi water crisis is like really bad right now. It's like pretty much black, undrinkable water, especially inner city Jackson, um, where your um, like poor some of your poorest populations live. And just to think that like he's taking money, he took money away that could have gone to something like this. It's just again like egregious. It and again he didn't know this at the time, but it doesn't that doesn't matter. No. Um, so I pull up this picture right here. For our view, oh uh, video God. listeners, for video watchers, oh. you can see the picture, if not on audio, It's We're just showing brown. a picture the brown water. You can just search up Jackson, Mississippi water. Oh, um, I saw
2: that on TikTok.
1: Yeah, like, it's actually just, like, murky brown. Like, it literally um,
0: so, looks like someone turned a faucet on and mud just came out.
1: Yeah, so just, like, with this going on right now and the story breaking, it's just, like, you really question, and... I'm not going to get into, I don't want to steal all of Nick Wright's points that he said on his podcast today, <laughs> um, but he kind of went on a rant and it's like when people complain about like the poor people getting welfare and then you see what people at the top like take away, how people take away their welfare money, it really makes you question like wh- like why they want to take away welfare or why they believe the, the way they believe because these people were supposed to be getting that welfare and somebody took away took it away so they could build a new volleyball court so selfishly so their daughter had a nice place to play. Um yeah. And it sucks to see that, really does. Nice. So those are two sports scumbags doing their thing. <laughs> okay. But in lighter news, oh, someone mentioned I did not know who this person was. But did you guys hear about Trisha Paytas?
0: Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, this what, what her daughter <laughs> being Elizabeth as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, so, okay. So, okay. so the story
1: goes, Trisha Paytas. I just looked her up before. Uh, she's a famous like YouTuber. She has like five million subscribers. She had a kid moments after queen elizabeth passed i think it was um, three yeah. minutes she yeah like it, yeah. super close so like this led the internet of course to go crazy and talk about like oh my god it's the reincarnation of queen elizabeth because so then-
0: she also named for context she named her daughter elizabeth like minutes after queen elizabeth had died
1: i actually don't think that's true
0: i think so it was like or like she posted it like very soon after the announcement of her death but that the kid's name is elizabeth
1: Someone someone tweeted one might say Trisha Paytas's baby is quote crowning.
0: Uh, Sometimes Twitter is good.
1: So then anyway, so then Trisha Paytas goes on TikTok and says, um, story time, I did not rebirth the Queen of (laughs) Um so just like a very like funny story, just like someone in like the public eye just having a baby like at the convenient time. But it does it does make me chuckle. I'm like, well, what if one day like this person becomes like this daughter becomes like, a big deal. she marries
0: into the royal family,
1: oh, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> like, who's, who's uh? Is it Prince? Is Prince George like actually Prince George is pretty old now, I guess, like maybe five or something. But like,
0: I don't know. Who what knows, maybe Mirage? like his kids. Hang on, daughter. hang on, hang
2: on. Prince George, as in William's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I I took what you were about to say very out of context about Trisha Paytas. Uh, okay, I was not talking about that Yeah, Prince George is actually
1: pretty <sighs> old now, so I mean he's dying. Oh yeah, that's way too old. But anyway, it would be funny if he, she married into the royal family, the daughter. That would be hilarious. Oh, so funny. But that, that for for everyone, that is our end of our news story today. <laughs> um, that would be a fun way to and a. Uh, fun and depressing way to start off the podcast, <laughs> but we are going to tra- we are going to transition to better, bigger and better things because we the pit game happened this weekend. Um, Ugh. we are recording this Thursday and it's coming out on Friday, so about like five days ago. Pitt unfortunately took an L in overtime to the Tennessee Volunteers, all a terrible team name. Oh. Um, but I was not there, but I was watching, and Peter and Raj were there. So you two take it away about our thoughts about the Pit Panthers losing
2: to Tennessee. Dudes should not have gone for it with 10 seconds left in the second. We should have yield. We got the ball back. That's all we needed. Yeah.
0: Um, for context, what Raj is talking about, is, <laughs> um, right before the end of the half, um, Pitt was driving down the field. What, Slovis throw an interception or something, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Slovis throws an interception, our quarterback. Um, Tennessee starts driving, and then Pitt gets the ball back. Um, and then instead of just taking the, just going into halftime, whatever, they tried to keep going down the field. And what, they turned the ball over again?
2: Because Keaton think... got destroyed Yeah, on he that fumbled it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it should have been called a roughing the passer. It, it should have been, been a roughing the
0: passer, but he got destroyed. Tennessee gets the ball. I think, what, did they kick a field goal or something? Yeah. Afterwards? Yeah. Um, so then, what was it, like a tie game or was Tennessee... T- up it was tied. Yeah, it was tied. Yeah. So... Tennessee ended up tying the game up right before half instead of just, like, us being up, and we would have just left it at that. And then also, we would have ended up winning if they didn't have that that field goal at some point. And also, if we had a kicker that couldn't... that could actually kick for one season, it would be lovely. Oh, and a a starting quarterback. Oh, because our kicker pushed two field goals, both to the left. I don't know why after the first one we didn't go, okay, if he's going to pull it left, Line up on the other hash and then kick it. <laughs> so that way it'll hook into the Oh God. It was so brutal. It really was, because we were the underdogs that game. We were technically supposed to lose, but we were playing our defense was playing their hearts out. It was
1: in the second half.
0: It like it was a night and day difference between the first half and the second half. Like even between the West Virginia game, the defense looked so much better. Just oh, so completely good. across the board, secondary run game, everything. They looked good. And our offense couldn't do anything after, not like after the first half, they couldn't do a thing. Yeah. It and that was partly
1: contributed to our quarterback getting injured, which hopefully he's good for this weekend. I really haven't heard any updates on him. It's oh, nice. they keep college injuries like very under wraps. Sometimes, uh, like Narduzzi, after the game, the head coach of the Pitt, Panthers, he was pretty much like, uh, "No comment." And then, like the other day, he kind of said, like, "Like he said, he's gonna, be, he's doing." Yeah, be, yeah he Raj. Said, uh,
2: three hours ago, Deuce said Keaton is a game time decision for Rhode, uh, not Rhode Island, uh West, Western Michigan. Michigan. Oh um, my
1: god! <laughs> so it's not, it's not great. Um, but what I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit was Pitt was ranked 17 going into the game, playing against I think 24 Tennessee. Yeah. And then we lose in overtime, and we, had, we were playing with a backup quarterback. We had injuries all over the field. I don't think our center or our right tackle, one of the two, didn't even start the game because they were injured. Then one of them went out in the middle of the game. Our um, star
0: sophomore running back was also out.
1: Yeah. Yep. So we had all these injuries. We played Tennessee into overtime, and we got moved all the way down to 23, and Tennessee went up to 15, which for me, that feels like a really, like, you would think Tennessee and Pitt would be ranked neck, neck and neck. Like, that we took the game to overtime. So if they wanted to rank t- Tennessee above us because, like, hey, listen, I know there was injuries, but a one-on-one matchup, they won. Cool. The fact that there's eight spots between our two teams, like, makes me think either Pitt's going to climb up a lot because they're actually better than people think, or Tennessee's going to slide back a little bit because – 20, move, eight spots off of Tennessee doesn't really feel right after watching that game. I, I think, mean, that game yeah. that game goes Pitt's way if Slovis plays the second half.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right with that, I, I think honestly, uh, as much uh, you're going to need to sense this, Tennessee it was talking during that entire game. Um, the fact that uh, Pitt really isn't the same powerhouse that it used to be, uh, without Kenny and without Jordan Addison, uh, they're going to get smoked by the top tier SEC teams, and yep. it's not going to be close. The fact that they were struggling against Keaton Slovis as like the the key offensive weapon and Izzy, when they get to like Alabama and Georgia, they're gonna get rocked, and it's not yeah. gonna be close. It really isn't.
1: No, especially when you look at how Georgia's playing this year already. Now they're number one ranked. Like, yeah. Georgia looks <laughs> really good, and they're going. You're gonna. Right, you're right. They're gonna get annihilated. And you're thinking of adding teams like Texas to that SEC, um, which are gonna be competitive. Like, I don't. Tennessee at 15 feels really high. Yeah. I mean I don't know who they play the rest of the season or what their schedule
2: looks like. Yeah. But uh, don't worry. They play Bama October fifteenth and Georgia November fifth. Kentucky, October 29th, Kentucky looks good. Florida too. September twenty-fourth. Yeah, they're gonna get smoked by all these teams.
1: Well, hold on. Look at the like, we go through a schedule real quick, right? They play Akron this weekend, they'll win that game probably. Um they play Florida, who's ranked eighteen. That's not gonna be an easy game. They play LSU, which no matter when you play LSU, it's not gonna be an easy game. Exactly. They play Alabama Kentucky, who's ranked nine right now, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, who's a fringe ranked team sometimes, and then Vanderbilt to end the season, like they're going to take a couple L's, um, and they're going to get smashed by Alabama,
0: and they're in Georgia. Will Anderson is going to rip that offensive line to shreds. Shreds. It's going to be disgusting. It really is, and like the and I think you're also right. I think Pitt's in like that weird spot, like we're like we clearly had like the best season we have had in the past like 50 years basically yeah. but we're definitely not as good as we used to be um but we i don't th- i think once we start firing on all cylinders we are a good team like we mm-hmm. really are like when our defense is playing well when our offense can move the ball when the run game gets going we are a good team
2: when our kicker can make a field goal
0: <sighs> yeah our special yeah. teams just
1: and like I said, I don't know if we're actually twenty three or if we're fifteen, but I do know that we're not eight spots worse than Tennessee because I yeah. think if you play that game, I think if you played that game, if you replay that game with Slow is not getting injured with ev- all the, with everyone staying intact for the most part, yeah. Then I think um, that wins that. I think that wins that game. I mean, Tennessee didn't score anything until overtime, and I, even for people who did, aren't not familiar with the game, listening, um, our backup quarterback got super hurt yeah. in the second half, and he was literally like actively like visibly limping every yeah. single play yeah. not putting weight on his knee um so just the fact that we even escaped that in overtime was cool but i mean i think a really exciting start to the football season yeah. with west virginia and tennessee um we will play this weekend against western michigan who's the team that really like last year Pitt was having a great year everything was off to a great start and we lost western michigan who was unranked at the time and it kind of like it didn't derail our season. We still won the ACC championship, but it was a big hurt and putting us in like
0: fringe college football playoffs talks. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think that was on. That was good for Pitt that they lost because they got humbled real quick early on in the season because like there was some clear issues in the secondary that ended up getting cleaned up eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was where it was like, Oh, we can be beaten by a team that doesn't make mistakes. So you have to be a lot better. Because that was one of like I think Raj, I think Raj and I were standing next to each other during that game. That was probably one of the worst secondary plays I've ever seen out of a college football team. Because they ran yeah. three different plays the entire game and beat us. It was a quick slant <laughs> and a read option. That was <laughs> that was the only three plays they did, and like, it they we just marched R- down the field.
2: We couldn't guard against an RPO. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, it was a quick slant to a tall guy. And then a run, a run pass option for those that don't know football. It's where the quarterback takes the ball, turns, looks at the one defender on the outside. If that defender goes in, he pulls the ball and runs. Or if that guy sits still, he just gives the ball to the running back. That's it. It is a very simple concept and pit. Could not comprehend what was and going on.
2: They're so the, – the fix to an RPO is have your corners play inside eye so that you jam them at the line so they can't slant in time and have a linebacker sitting as a spy ready to take the QB out if, if, the,
0: <laughs> if
2: the DN steps up.
0: Yeah, so, of course, we are just, like, armchair co- coaches from the stands, of course, but, you know – but, hey – I got out of the field this week, so I can call myself technically... Yeah, i You want to
1: go through that story <laughs> yeah, a little bit? Yeah.
0: So, um, uh, for those that don't know, uh, I am a student section leader of the Panther Pit. It's, like, what our student section is called for football games. And I get uh, led into the game uh, a little bit early. I would go through, like, a side gate, whatever. And uh, I was like had to save, like, uh, the entire front row for, like, some other people that were, like, doing some, like, extra work volunteering to, like, help out the stadium and stuff. So I was sitting in the front row, like, waiting for, like, the gates to open and everybody else to come in. And I was, just like, sitting there kind of, like, looking at the field. And this was, like, two hours before the game's going to start. So I'm, like, okay, I'm chilling. I'm in. Whatever. I'm just going to, like, sit here and relax. And then this guy, like, comes up to, like, my side and goes, like, hi, my name's, I think it was, like, John or something. Uh, but he's like, hi, my name is John. I'm from the Pennsylvania Shout lottery. Yeah, I know. I don't think that was his name. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes, hi, my name is John. I'm with the Pennsylvania lottery. Uh, so during halftime, we have somebody go out onto the field and throw some footballs and some targets uh, to win some money. Would you be interested in that? And I was like, yeah. God, yeah. I'd be interested in that. Are you kidding me? That sounds awesome. And he's like, "Okay, cool. Like, just like meet me up here, and, uh, like partway through the second quarter, and we'll like take you down, whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, like this is gonna happen. All right." So then I go up there, and it's really funny because like, uh, he says like tw- like twelve minutes into the second quarter, I gotta go up there so that way they can like figure everything out. So as I am walking up, that is when Gavin Bartholomew has this ridiculous touchdown catch, which is utterly insane. Like as I'm walking up, I'm like turning around. I just see, like, a six-foot-five tight end hurdle a dude, and I'm like, oh, he's gone. I just keep walking up. Um, so that was hilarious. But then I meet up with the guy. He's like, oh, like, like, good to see you, whatever. And he takes me straight down uh, one of the uh, rows of the seats directly onto the field. And I'm like, oh, like, this is, like, happening, happening. Okay, we're just doing this. Um, so then I get moved, like, all the way around to, like, the opposite corner from where the student section is, so, like, kind of in, like, the back corner on the other side. Um, and I am, like, probably 10 yards, like, into the sideline, whatever. I'm, like, right next to the ESPN people. Like, I have no idea what's going on. And they're like, yeah, so, like, they kind of, like, explain, like, how everything works. They're like, yeah, so there's going to be these targets on the ground. Uh, you're going to be standing at midfield, uh, so one's going to be 10 yards away, one's going to be 30 yards away, one's going to be 50 yards away. You just got to throw the, uh, the footballs at them. You got 10 tries and just hit them. And I'm like, Okay, and I'm just like looking this. around, and I'm like, I should. There's no reason for me to be here. Like, there are some like actual important people. Like, there's a dude in like a pitch shirt with a mic and someone's camera on him, and he's just like talking the entire time. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> so, uh, the guy that I was working with, um, he comes up to me. He goes, "Okay, so right when the clock hits zero, you need to run directly onto midfield because." This, like, we need, like, this is the first thing we're doing at halftime, so, like, we need to, like, uh, g- like, get it started and get everything set up. So, like, the second it hits zero, before the players even get off the field, you need to run onto the middle of the field. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'm doing this. Um, so... Clock hits zero, and it took so long for that to happen because there was, like, the constant, like, change of momentum where, like, Pitt turned the ball over, or Tennessee turned the ball over, Pitt turned the ball over again. And, it, like, and it there's, kept... no way
1: you're, there's no way at this point that you are like, really locked in on the game, right? You're just thinking about, like... Oh, no, like... I'm
0: just... I am, yeah. like, I brought... Because, uh, like, for every game, uh, Pitt has, like, these rally towels that they have. I had one of those, like, on my back, like a quarterback would because my hands were soaked in sweat. I was... Like, my hands were just shaking. I was like, oh, my God. So then I immediately, I'm just, like, grabbing that towel, trying to wipe my hands off. I'm like, okay, I guess this is happening. So that's why I I ask about, like, the turnovers and stuff, because I had no idea what was happening. I was just kind of there for the good times. But clock at zero, I run out onto the middle of the field. Uh, They they throw this, like, throw, like, three footballs at me, whatever, in, like, a bag. And I will say, they weren't actual footballs. They were, like close to normal size, but they were definitely like not the standard uh, footballs. I don't know how to describe them. They're kind of like rubbery. They're not like true footballs, but they were pretty close to size. Um and then like as they're like announcing it, whatever, I like look at the jump motron that's right in front of me and it oh it's the it's my back. And I like turn. And then it's the camera guy standing there on the field. They're like, oh, like, this is Peter. Like, he's going to throw these footballs. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with the camera on me. <laughs> I'm just going to stand here awkwardly, <laughs> I guess. Like, oh, my God. Because, like, they don't, because like they tell you everything up until, like, the actual, like, minute details where it's like, oh, yeah, like, look into the camera. Don't look at the camera. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm just going to look into the camera and wave, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Um, So they tell me to go. So, throw my first football 10 yards, miss. (laughs) I'm like, off to a great start. Wait, what are you throwing it into again? It's these, like, uh, probably, I'd say, like, five by five, like, five yards by five yards, just, like, these flat targets on the ground. Because when they said targets, I thought they were going to be, like, stood up, and I'm like...
1: Oh, is it kind of like in the Pro Bowl, where they throw it deep, and it, like,
0: bursts through it? No, not at all. It's flat. It's it's like a tarp. It's literally just, like, a tarp on the ground with a target on it, and it's, like just hit anywhere on the tarp. And then, like, I see. Counts. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I throw 10 yards, th- overthrow it immediately. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I gotta throw a little less gas on this. So, second one, hit it. And I'm like, okay, feeling good, feeling good. And I'm like, okay, 30 yards. And, of course, before this, I was warming up my arm. I was, like, stretching out my shoulder and stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, the last thing I want to do is like, tear my shoulder in front of, like, 30,000 people. And yeah. I'm like, okay, let's not do that. Um, so then I get the second one. I like try to hoist it out there a little bit. It like curves to the right. And I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta step this up. Got the second one, throw it. It's like a little bit short this time. I'm like, okay, I kinda like zeroed that in. So then like, I get the next one, throw it, dead center. I'm like, okay, good. I'm like five I'm like five throws in. I'm feeling good. And I'm like, all right, I gotta go throw this ball fifty yards now. <laughs> I'm like okay so I grab the ball that's next to me I back up like five yards and I'm like I'm gonna crow hop and just throw this thing as hard as I can because I have no idea what my arm is actually looking like because I haven't thrown a football in so long (laughs) so I take this thing I crow hop and just hoist this thing and it gets a good spiral on it I was pretty surprised I was like honestly I'm glad I didn't just throw this directly into the ground that would have been terrible but I throw this thing and I'm like Oh my God, that's got distance on it. And it hits just before the target. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So I take the next one and I'm like, okay, I got to just end this right now because I don't want to be out here for any longer. Cause I, cause then when it comes down to like the last couple throws, I'm going to like overthink this. And I just can't do that. So I take this ball, like step back five yards, crow hop, I just let it loose with everything I got. Like someone has a video that they sent me and my leg fully comes up. It's it's the worst form I've ever seen throwing a football. Like you're throwing a baseball? It's like, I was like combination throwing a baseball and a football. Cause like I had it like, well, where like my rotation was good, but I like, my hips fully just came through with this. Like it was almost like a janitor throw in baseball where like you would like throw and then like over rotate, like roll into it. So I throw this thing, and I'm like, okay, come on, this has got to hit. And, like, I see it, it's getting close, so like, don't hit the exact same spot, and it lands just on the target, maybe, like, a foot inside of it. And I'm like, oh, thank God! <laughs> like, I was honestly just more relieved than anything. Um, so, yeah, I had the camera guy back on me, uh, everybody started clapping, I started hyping up the crowd, I was like, you know what, I've got one shot at this, I might as well do it. Um... So that was good. And then they said, like, oh, yeah, you could win $100. And I'm like, oh, that's sick. I just a $100. And then, like, you know, like, I have to, like, run off the field, even though no one told me, like, what to do. I just see everybody else running off the field. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to leave now. Run off the field, whatever. And then I'm, like, standing there. Everyone's, like, congratulating me and everything. And then the um, guy I work with pulls out lottery gift cards. <laughs> and he <laughs> counts out five $20 lottery gift cards and I'm like, oh, it's the Pennsylvania lottery, <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, wait, I think actually I might have them. Hang on, give me
2: some. <laughs> While Peter's gone, that first throw he did was absolutely horrendous.
0: Oh, welcome back. Oh, no, yeah, it was terrible. First throw, I overthrew completely. I was like, good God, this is terrible. You weren't so supposed crazy. to hear
2: that. As oh, no. soon as
0: you threw that, I just,
2: I, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be bad.
0: Yeah, I know. I I was like, all right, well, now I'm time to lock it in. But yeah, so I have five of these free $20 uh, lottery gift cards that I have to go redeem at, like, a gas station. (laughs) So, and I have a feeling with my luck, I'm going to get, like, eight bucks out of this, but, like... You know what? Honestly, I'll take it for the experience over anything. Because like a hundred dollars would have been very nice, but I'm honestly just glad I didn't embarrass myself in front of thirty thousand <laughs> people. Even though I kind of did at first, although they kind of got the the nerves out of it because it's like, ah, all right, I overthrew the first one, perfect. But yeah, it was a uh, it was a good time. Um, I had to kind of check my ego a little bit because I was kind of like walking around there. It was like, yo, that's the guy. And I was like, "Uh, yes, I am the guy. I am that guy. And of course, I was uh, dressed up like an absolute schmuck. I had my blue (laughs) cutoff pit shirt with a uh, yellow arm sleeve and a pit headband (laughs) with the towel tucked into the back like a quarterback. I looked ridiculous. But that was kind of the point. I also had my uh, alternating blue and yellow sh- sneakers on. That was also just part of the look. But, uh, yeah, that was a very interesting experience. Never thought I'd be able to do that, but ended up working out well. That's a great fun fact for anything ever yeah, now. Like, like, any team builders. Fact, I won $100 of lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got questions. Shoot.
1: All right. Was the crowd <laughs> hype? Like, were you, could you feel like the... the Akershire Stadium, like, energy while you were, like, hoisting these footballs? Absolutely
0: not. No one oh.
2: <laughs> It was actually just me, Andres, Jamie, and it all the others. because,
0: like, everybody else had already gotten up and, like, left to go, like, get food and stuff for halftime. So it, really, there weren't too many people in the stands <laughs> by this point. <laughs>
1: That's such a shame.
0: But, like, people were clapping, like, at the beginning, and then, like, everyone's, like, after the overthrow, everyone went, ooh, ooh. and I'm like, oh, god. Oh, but yeah, then god. after I threw, like, the the lo- the first long ball, everyone like like, i could hear like a little bit of a buzz and i was like okay like i I got this and after the last one like that i did get a cheer but it wasn't like it did really feel like much (laughs) like won't be gassed myself up too much
1: (laughs) that's awesome i was like when when i got the text that you were doing that i was like what like like, it it felt it felt surreal i was like i like, if i i'm like upset i was not there to see this
2: (laughs) Honestly, I thought you'd have to go kick field goals like the dude from the WVU game. And yeah. If you had to kick field goals, that would have been very bad. <laughs> it's so so, oh, no, so was, if the
0: dude said I was kicking field goals, I might have just said no because I know <laughs> I can't do that. Like, and I'm not embarrassing myself. You got three
2: <laughs> chances; you just got to make one of them.
0: I know. And they actually, uh, the people that were like organizing it were saying they liked that one, like what I did, better than the field goals because it actually gave people a shot.
2: Because, yeah. like,
0: no one can kick field goals, but, like, you can throw a football. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not 50 yards, but, like, at least it's, like, okay, you can throw a football 10 yards. You can get something. And then it's, like, from there you can just, like, keep going. So, yeah. It's going to be an That's interesting awesome. time. That's
1: awesome. Peter is, like, kind of a celebrity now. The he is him. I am. The, the campus has been buzzing about. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Definitely. <laughs> The title of this video is now going to be Peter is him. In all uh, So if you got made this far in the podcast, you know why the title is what the title is. Um, that is great. So yeah, that's our little bit of a pit game update. But the most important update of the week is our fantasy week update. So every yes. week I think during the podcast, we're going to update about how our fantasy teams are doing. Again, we're not going to like really be talking in depth about each games and each players, but just kind of overall how our fantasy football team season is going and we are gonna start off with Raj who caught a dub maybe not a pretty dub but a dub nonetheless this weekend against one of our friends Raj give us your thoughts on your fantasy team's first performance hold uh, up let me season. let me
2: pull up my fantasy team I'm in like four of them so I kind of get lost do you need me to say your team I I got it I just, all right I just up the app there it is I didn't know it had peds it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> I wasn't always pretty Raj yes I know so Josh Allen, you know, he put up some great numbers. Austin Eckler kind of let me down. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he played decently well, actually. Uh, let's see who else. Jalen Waddell surprised me a little bit. He played pretty decently. Uh, then Chris Godwin decided to get hurt. That was nice. Mm-hmm, nice oh, six-pointer right there. Uh, let's see. So then I picked up Curtis Samuel to replace him for now. Uh at tight end, uh, Dawson Knox decided to woke up and felt dangerous. One pass, one catch for seven yards. You mean you mean wake up. It's not woke up. So, uh, yeah, close enough. You right. decided uh, to wake up
0: and feel dangerous. Yeah. He
2: decided to woke up. James <laughs> Conner, a respectable 16 points. I'll take it. I did switch out my defense from Eagles to Bengals, I think. No, you played the Eagles week one. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I pulled the Eagles defense out because I didn't want them after – it was an okay kind of showing. it wasn't five points a solid, yeah, uh my kicker Dan Carlson, I think he just put up normal numbers, he had nine points, and then Bill's head coach put up a solid eight.
1: no, you played the Eagles head coach, in the oh, I did,
2: one. oh right, I yeah. switched my lineup. Eagles head coach put up what one point, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, so overall respectable week for me. I mean it was a pretty solid uh pretty solid numbers, I guess, nothing compared to you or Jacob or Mira yep. But hey, whatever. We'll see what happens this week against Jacob. So now, of course, we have to talk about the best fantasy match of the week was oh, Peter. And I going. Come on, and... DeAndre Swift will never play like that again, and you know Listen,
1: it. Listen, sir. All I know is Peter and I had sh- had a showdown in week one of the season, and I'll just say here that it did not end well for Peter. Peter, I know you're a little salty about some injuries, so
0: let's get your thoughts on week one of the fantasy season. Look, every I swear, every <laughs> single. Fantasy year. It's not even funny at this point. My I players think it's really funny. Just get injured. It's a they... skill issue. Why do
2: you draft him? Uh, okay. How am I supposed to account for any of this? Uh, Well, the first two seasons, CMC's your fault. Okay. He's not the one that's injured,
0: genius. Now, I think you're just cursed at this point. Okay. So I have a list. So I have two fantasy teams. That's it. I had. Five players across two fantasy teams get injured this week. So I had T. Higgins out with a concussion partway through the first quarter. Uh, Elijah Mitchell out for four to six weeks with a knee injury. Uh, Najee Harris was out partway through the game with a a foot Foot, injury. Yeah, foot injury. Uh, Harrison Butker, my kicker, (laughs) was out. (laughs) On he, my other league, he his up on the kick, and Keenan Allen hurt his hamstring partway through the game, even though he was looking nasty. Um, so yeah, I don't want to hear any of your crap, Justin, because I have the worst luck ever. All right? I think it's, I still think it's a skill issue. Just draft better. Raj, I can't wait till half your team tears their ACLs, and then I'll go look happen. at you and say it's a skill. Okay, when it, when it does, when it does, or what, because I drafted Jalen Hurts, when he tears his ACL, you know that that's your fault that you're saying that. So we got Gardner. I don't care. Okay. um, But, yeah. Also, no one else was beating Justin this week. He had a ridiculous week no, this week. Like no one's half of these players are not putting up that many points. The next coming, oh, weeks. I,
1: I don't know about that. I'm feeling dangerous this year. Oh my um, god! Here we go. So part of the fantasy problem I've been having is I'm into I'm in three leagues, which might not be a lot, but I have way too many competing interests. So like during like example, the Eagles were playing the Lions. I have two Lions players across two two different leagues. So I was like, man, I really hope these players do well. But then I was like, but I need the Eagles to win. And then I—it's just—it's a little too stressful right now. Honestly, I—I do think fantasy football actually gives me stress. Like I think there is a physiological reaction oh, yeah. in my body taking place because of fantasy football, which is probably not healthy, but it's fine. Um, top down quarterback, solid performance. DeAndre Swift, great numbers. Kareem Hunt, RB two. Never going to happen again. Devontae Adams, thirty points. AJ Brown, twenty five. Kyle Pitts, disappointing. I'm going to be honest, um, <laughs> and
2: it's going to be like that all season. With, um, Christian Drake London's taking all his catches.
1: No, 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 Drake London had five catches, sir. Don't worry about it. Um, Christian Kirk, great game. Baltimore defense, solid performance. Like
0: Shut up. Like, you're... <laughs> Jake, Christian Jake Kirk Elliott, is not yeah. a good flex. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Christian Kirk is wide receiver number one, sir. He plays on wide the Jacks. Number. He sucks. Wide receiver, any wide receiver one is good enough wide receiver in my book. He's rostered in ninety. Who did they, the who did Jacks
2: play?
0: washington
1: they played washington
0: they're horrible and Who's
1: dude. their best quarter listen i'm starting christian kirk at flex all year i will not move him from flex unless i need unless like otherwise indicated so what? Until you say you're starting
0: so, him all year unless he's bad
1: no, no no i'm gonna hold out no, no no like i'm holding out unless like another player on my bench starts going electric like unless like garrett wilson suddenly becomes like the next, like, I don't know, there's no been, there's no no Jets receiver that's ever been good, so it's kind of hard <laughs> to make comparisons. but, um, but, unless, like, uh, I don't know, we'll say George Pickens turns into Antonio Brown, Christian Kirkson, and B-Flex. Oh, uh, we
2: don't want Pickens um, to turn into
0: A-B. Just, just, like, 120, what, what was the range where he was just good on the Steelers so wasn't toxic? <laughs> like 20 whatever to like 2018 pre-2018 <laughs> yeah, pre- 20, yeah pre-2018 ab was before the cte kicked in Oh god! Mm-hmm.
1: but now this week we are projected to win which is a great sign we're probably going to take the dubs i'm being honest um uh, not, this is i could not be
2: four. could not be right less here. concerned
1: 4k but yeah we're feeling good on the fantasy season uh jacob He's not on the pod, and it won't be for a little bit, but I will give Jacob his flowers. He did have a great week.
2: Because um, Saquon's
1: he put back, like,
0: baby. That's why he got carried.
1: He
2: also has Jay Jettas. Yeah. Wait, who He mm-hmm.
0: said, quote, I didn't yeah, want Winston him. Jefferson. <laughs> he dropped 39. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the best
1: part about Jacob's uh, like whole thing is Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. He scored... <laughs> Four points. Aaron
0: Rodgers J- is Sa- not a good fantasy quarterback. And then no, he, and then he also
1: had, ha- and then he also has Josh Jacobs who scored eight. So he yeah. had Saquon Barkley go 33, Justin Jefferson go 40, yeah. Michael Pittman go 27, Travis 26, and then Marquise Brown had a nice solid 14. Yeah. Um, so Jacobs did have, and he had Michael Thomas on the bench that day. Um, why does Jacob have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Auto quarterbacks? That's a really oh, cringe. Bro, both anyway. Here anyway so this should be an interesting week um i don't think we have any pod matchups this week we do not oh wait no jacob and raj are playing each other um and jacob's currently projected to destroy
2: him all right relax projections don't smack you're gonna get smoked projections don't mean anything okay you should know that justin why should i know that didn't i beat you last year really badly at one point
1: I don't look in the past. Bro. I look in the future and I see
2: great things in my future.
0: Oh um, no. It was stuck in the past, as per usual. Uh, ah yeah, sound, like sound like a giant stuff. Sound like an Eagles God. fan. Shut up. You're <laughs> on 2018.
2: We're back, right, baby. In- it's 2018 all over again. Bro, okay, right. Right mistake. right That's now, better. looking
1: at it, we've got Jacob is projected to finish number one. I mean these projections these final projection rankings are usually a bunch of crap. But anyway. Oh, um, so when here- I say
2: projections are crap, I get
1: no, no, no. I'm, I'm giving everyone the full perspective. They can come back to this pod and okay. if I if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Jacob's projected to finish number one. Um Raj is projected to finish number three. I am projected to finish five, and then Peter is projected I think. to finish seventh. And yeah. I don't know. I think is Andres' team's Chubb something. Yeah. yeah. No, he's finished he's projected to finish in dead last. Well
2: um after his lackluster performance against our friend. Also ah, I don't that's bad.
0: bad. The drafting of Aaron Jones was a wild choice. Yes, <laughs> yet again.
1: <laughs> Andres,
2: yeah. he had Aaron Jones last year and he let him down badly. Quite.
1: Oh, he didn't. Yeah, he this year he's got Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb as his running yeah. backs. Yeah, oh, like, Andres had a week, Aaron Jones? But...
2: No, he doesn't. What? Oh, who has Aaron Jones? I don't know. Oh,
0: Mira does. Oh. Oh Because oh. right, then didn't Aaron Jones put up uh, yeah, he put up
2: something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Had an elite performance in week one and then just uh, Never again. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Fantasy football again gives me a lot of stress. If you guys are also stressing out fantasy football, leave a comment down below. Um and we've got a couple minutes left um, before we sign off on the pod today. So we are going to quickly run through our football updates this weekend, which is going to be us talking about how we feel about our football team going into the week. Again, not a like in-depth look, but just more about like how we feel about our team. And Peter, it was good week one for you. You took the dub against the Titans. I would say it's definitely an upset. Uh, you are on top right now. This is the first time the Giants have had a winning record since they took that yacht photo down yes. in Miami. So yes. good vibes, and very as vibes. of uh, like an hour ago when we started recording, Kayvon Thibodeau is reported to come is going to highly likely to play this week. Yes. Um, so Peter, give us your Giants update. It must feel good right now.
0: It feels very good. Saquon is back. He had 194 all-purpose yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Uh, Dables of steel uh, is an actual monster of a coach. Go- like going for two. Uh, On a goal line, um, like that situation was like, yes, that's exactly what I want out of a head coach. Because especially when you're the underdogs, it's like, if you have a chance to go for the win, go for the win. Like, do not play it safe. Um, Even, and honestly, like, once the Giants started getting in stride, I think they were doing a really good job. I think the issue was it was like late in the game. I think the defense was tired because they were abusing the titans because the titans should have been like should have blown the giants out of the water let's be very clear the titans are a much better team across the board than the giants they should have beat us but i don't know how the giants defense was able to contain derrick henry to like 84 yards or something like that Mm -hmm. tay crowder dropped the hammer on derrick henry at one point and threw him which i didn't even know was possible oh no the king and queen died in the same weekend yeah, it was a it was one of the biggest hits I have ever seen on a football field, let alone to one of to a linebacker carrying the football. Um, that was a wild that was a wild situation. But um, yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, Giants squeaked out of there with a win. Um, easily could have gone one way or the other. So I'm glad they ended up uh, getting the win, but can't let that go to your head too much. And that's what uh Coach Dable has been saying a lot. Uh, has been like, hey, like no matter what the situation is, we are 1-0 and right now. But that game came down to the wire, everybody. Like, If we had lost, I would be saying the same thing. Came down to the wire. Like, you all put your hearts out there and on to the next one. So hopefully, I just want the Giants to go above 500, man. That's it. I That's... forgot to
2: update my lineup.
0: Catch that, L. Clyde Edwards-Alaire
2: on my bench, and he's probably going to play decently. L.
1: Oh, Eat it. Oh, L. wait. I, I... Wait, I told you in another league if I should play. Is he playing well now? He has 2.9 after one drive. Dude, listen, I asked – so I wanted to make it clear on the podcast. (laughs) I asked the group chat of us pod guys if I should play – what was the player? It was uh, a receiver – wasn't a rookie receiver oh I asked if I should play Jalen Waddle or if I should play yeah. um Clyde Edwards Hilaire right. and I was leaning towards Edwards Edward Hilaire and then everyone Didn't else Jacob told me I should play Waddle yeah ever, ever I think everyone said Waddle and um and I was like all right you know like I could see it I just uh, I'm feeling confident about Edwards Hilaire and now I feel like
0: you're gonna blame you have it like, out though you have it out you could blame the pod if No, I have Hilaire no one else letter. to blame
1: but myself if this happens uh <laughs> Because I should have just gone with my gut, but we'll see. We'll see how the
2: game ends. Maybe water. We'll have a great game. Um, how are you Eagles, Eagles update. Though, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, overall offense looked like it started to click. I mean, maybe get Smitty involved a little bit, but um, AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts—they are that connection. They are those guys. Uh, I want to see more because we can spread the ball to Devonte Smith and stretch the field a little bit. But I don't know what was up with that. But run game. Uh, what's his face? Miles, Miles Sanders. Sanders. For once, he actually played well. Yeah, it's amazing. And we had four different rushing touchdowns scored by four different people. So, like, the offense is clicking. It's going to get there even better soon. Uh, defense, I mean, it was okay up until a certain point in the game where we decided to let them back into the game. Uh, we were getting torn up by St. Brown in the secondary. That should not have happened, especially considering we have Slay and Bradbury. And uh, CJ DJ, did I even say that right? It's Gardner,
0: so it's CGJ.
2: C-J. CGJ, C-G-J. Yeah. the guy from the Saints. Yes. Yes, but he, considering we have those three powerhouses and the secondary, that should not have happened. But whatever, the Eagles pulled out a dub. We shouldn't have let the Lions drop thirty-five on us. But we'll see what happens against Minnesota.
1: <sighs> yep. Uh. It'll be interesting. Um, I It's kind of hard to take a lot from week one. Wild things happen in week one. Um, so like getting out with the win is the most important thing. So I'm glad about the win. Um, Minnesota's a really good team. They have a lot of good players. So our defense needs to be ready because Justin Jefferson is going to grow all over uh, Lincoln Financial Field if we don't get it together. Um, so hopefully oh, that's God. good. But Darius Slay has been constantly ranked one of the best cornerbacks in the league. So hopefully he can kind of like pull together a little bit. Uh, I think the Lions are a better team than most people think. I think they have a lot of talent. On that offensive end i don't i'm not of the party that jared goff is crap i think he might not be the quarterback that can win you a super bowl but i think he can get you pretty dang close and that's yeah. when you saw he'll take Graham. you to the super bowl yeah and it, you know what that's better than most teams i've ever done in nfl history so yeah. like jaguars very true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um looking forward though minnesota game should be really good peter who are the giants playing
0: uh carolina
1: Oh, okay. You might go 2-0. You could be yeah. leading the
0: NFC East after,
1: yeah. after uh, two it's gonna weeks. Be an, it's going to um, be an
0: interesting game, but we'll see.
1: It's crazy to see after all these years, Cowboys have won a lot of division titles. Um, actually, that's not true because like it always goes back and forth. That's yes. been the thing. But like, Cowboys have routinely <laughs> done decently well in the NFC East over not the last couple more, of years. And it's, and it's funny, even just for one week, like 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, and the Cowboys at 0-1. 0-1 with and a, one. I, I don't wish injury on anyone. Dak Prescott's a great guy. Bye-bye, um, dad. But, oh, but he's injured now, so it's like, you know the Cowboys are going to have a rough, like, next eight weeks, and it's just, it feels really good. Yes. That because guy, Cooper Lee.
2: Rush, is going to lead the yes. boys,
0: America's team, to victory. No, no he's, <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. He's terrible. terrible. That's something that I always love, is, like, Giants fans, Eagles fans, hating the Cowboys. Hating like, the Cowboys, no matter and no
1: one cares about the Commanders.
0: The, they're <laughs> irrelevant. They're so <laughs> irrelevant to the conversation but like we're just hanging on to that like when the cowboys lose america wins like god it's so nice mm-hmm. it's
1: great um right now we've got the uh the Kansas City Chiefs and Chargers game starting so that should be a really good game um it's always fun with these Thursday night games where like it kind of sets the tempo going into it um especially oh on the fantasy side of things if, like if you have one player play on Thursday night and they boom or they bust it sets the entire tempo for the week of fantasy like If you have a Clyde Edwards-Solaire who's in your lineup and he drops, like, 30 points, you're, like, feeling really good about the week because you're already up 15 points on a projection. But then when you have a player who, like, gets injured, like, say, like, Patrick Mahomes, like, throws at his shoulder first play of the game, then you're just like, this is awful. This sucks. I hate it here. (laughs) So hopefully hopefully none of that happens. Uh, Well, I hope it happens for you guys, but not for me. Um, That'd be great. I the just heard so I really need him to play good, but he plays plays good hey, against Chiefs. Hey, so. he
0: could th- if he could throw the the ball to Mike Williams, that'd be great. He can throw the ball. All oh, all
1: I forgot to mention him. Keenan Allen got hurt. Peter, yeah. you were saying that it screwed me over my other league because now yeah. I'm like, now I'm starting someone at running back that like, at, at flex that I don't want to be playing because I had to move Michael Thomas off my flex uh, mm-hmm. and put him as wide receiver too. Um, yeah. But anyway, I think that's going to be it. We didn't get to a few points, but that's okay because. Um, that means we talked about a lot of stuff and we'll yeah. talk about it next week. If we do it, um, look out if you are, if you like Cobra Kai, look out for our Cobra Kai full season review <laughs> and overview. I am geeking to talk about it. Uh, I could talk on it for, I am so excited. So if you made it this far on the podcast and you like Cobra Kai, uh, tune in for that. If you don't like Cobra Kai, you should go watch all of Cobra Kai and then come watch our video Indeed. on Cobra Kai. Cause it's exciting. I think it's gonna be Raj and I, just us, um, kind of like our secret of Dumbledore review, which blew up. So, you know, I'm able we'll yeah, to click Exactly. Um, but otherwise, boys, do you have anything before we sign off today?
2: Kenny Pickett will be the start of the Pittsburgh Steelers by week five. And <laughs> with that said,
1: is good. that is going to be the conclusion of the Wash Athlete Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, you can use code WASH20 at com. Go follow us at all our socials down below. Make sure you subscribe, drop a like, and we will see you next time. Peace, everybody. The Bengals aren't going to make it for this Super Bowl this year.